Finally, my co-host for the day joins, and that's not on him. Welcome to the debut episode of my podcast. This is your boy, it's Justin, with JR Entertainment. Uh, Just to give you guys a quick rundown, we are going to be talking about everything entertainment, movies, video games, sports, music, TV shows, whatever you guys want. But for today, for today's debut, we're going to talk a little wrestling, we're going to talk a little hockey, and that'll probably be about it. And as I mentioned earlier, I do have a co-host for today. It's my boy, JJ, from the Sportatorium. Oh, hey, what's up? Oh, hey, what's up? It's only been like 30 seconds since I introduced you. Oh, was I supposed to talk? Well, it would have been nice at that point, you know. (laughs) Uh, before we do actually, you know, get this underway, just one small minor announcement or statement I should put out. I don't currently have the best podcasting setup. I am currently using my phone, so I am sorry. But I am going to be working my way up to getting an actual, you know, not full studio because I would like take way too much money to build in my apartment and I don't have either money or the room for it. So right now we're just using my phone. But, you know, like we said, we're going to talk a little hockey, a little wrestling, maybe a little bit of baseball. I don't know. Even though JJ doesn't really know anything about baseball. That's debatable. Well, I mean, you know, I know that, I know that you know that, you know, you got to hit the swing the bat and hit the ball. Go for the long ball or don't go at all. (laughs) Kind of like a go big or go home type scenario. That's right. So, but yeah, no, you know, I figured today would be kind of a short little relaxed um, podcast. And yeah, we're not going the three hours like we did on your show. Oh, I'm just going to save it for my show. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I love to talk, and I'm going to take over your show and anybody else's show that I jump into. But but your show has to be your way, okay? Well, yeah, it's my show. Excuse you. <laughs> I mean, it, it would be completely, complete anarchy if the host just let the guest take over. Excuse you. <laughs> So, in in case you guys are wondering what we're talking about, last week, JJ and I did a show on his channel, The Sportatorium. Off the rails. Uh, What's that? Off the rails. Yeah, completely went went completely off the rails. Um, (laughs) I do that on other people's shows, too. I was invited on snowman in the morning a while back and dude wanted to talk dallas cowboys dallas cowboys hot button issue mm-hmm. yeah and explain to my listeners why i am from colleen which is fort hood and it's, which is it's in texas and uh, in my lifetime you knew two football teams you knew the houston oilers and the dallas cowboys now being that my family was all from Oklahoma, they were all Dallas Cowboys. 
So it was kind of bred into me, and I took it to the extreme. Um, See, and there, there's only two players from the 90s from the Dallas Cowboys that I know. Now, you know exactly who I'm thinking of. Deion Sanders? No, actually. He played, yeah. for, he played for the Cowboys? Yes, he did. I have uh, his autograph, too. Nice. No, yeah. um, Troy Aikman? Legend. Oh, absolutely. And Emmett Smith. Oh, big double deuce. Yes, sir. It, it just, it kind of sucks that they couldn't, they were a threat. Mm-hmm. They were a double threat. You know, Aikman had a, had a great arm. Don't and, forget Michael Irvin. Oh, yeah. Big double eight. Oh, my God. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. I bring that up for a reason, too. Yeah, because you were... Oh, no, you weren't born in 88. No, I was born in 85. That That is my Cowboys crew that I grew up watching, though. Yeah. And and, and rightfully so. I mean, they were... A, it, back then, it was a great team. Yeah, I, I skipped a day in high school to go to Dallas and watch what we didn't really know was Troy Aikman's last football game. Oh, you were there? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that was a day I'll never forget. Broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have his picture on my wall still. I'm 35 years old. Um, it, He was what every kid in Texas wanted to be. Staubach, you know, um, freaking Don Meredith, Troy Aikman. Those yeah. were your three. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Troy was the man. And that's, it's not what it used to be anymore. You used to grow up wanting to be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Now it's the New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, and pretty soon it'll be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The, no. No, because that's where Brady and what's his pickle, his tight end went. <laughs> what's his pickle? Yeah, what's his pickle? Uh, Rob Gronkowski. That 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 ain't gonna matter because he doesn't have the coaching and the O line in Tampa that he did in New England. I would be willing to put a social media bet out there. You don't think he'll be able to raise the Buccaneers up a few levels? No. He might make everybody better around him, but I don't think he has what it takes to improve them. I mean, for crying out loud, I don't even know what Tampa Bay's record was last year, but hold on, I'm looking it up. By all means. I mean, it's not like we're on a time limit or... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you did that to me, man. Yeah, I know. Um, They were... Oh, that's this year's standings. Um... <laughs> so they're what? Zero, they're zero and zero? Yeah, has currently. The, yeah, the NFL hasn't even started yet, has it? No, it hasn't. Um... Training camp has, though. No. Oh, yeah. No? Yeah, it has because I've I, I've seen videos on uh, Jay and Dan, the morning show for TSN, the big sports network up here. 
and they were uh-huh. showing videos of Brady working out, doing some line launching, if you will. Yeah. Well, they were I, seven nine last year. Okay. You know what? I, I'm gonna. They're not gonna win the Super Bowl, but they'll end up on a positive record this year. I, I I'm gonna say I'll say that. And I'll go ten and six. What's that? I'll go ten and six. I'd say I'll, they end. 10 and I'll, 6. I'll I'll do one better. I'll say eleven and five. That's a little rich. It might be a little rich, but that's Brady and Gronkowski. Ah, we'll see. They're they're not they're not a they're not going to be a perfect team. Nah, but they'll be better. But they'll they'll be a little bit better. Oh and, yeah. So we kind of we kind of got off the rails there a little ha! bit. Um, Sorry. you were, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys and um. I completely actually forget. Well, the big story coming out of the Cowboys, besides Jerry Jones' political stance, we're not. No, we're not. No, this is this. this we are not. Hold on, we're not going to be talking any politicalizations on this show at all. (laughs) Not. Well, that's good because I wasn't going to. No, I know. The big story besides that coming out of Dallas is the number eighty-eight. Which was um, Drew Pearson's, I forget who after that, and Michael Irvin's. Numbers, yeah. Well, didn't didn't they retire 88 for Irving? No. They oh. gave it to Des Bryant. Des Bryant was... Oh, right. And you've seen my writings on that, too. Like, I'm sure you have. Or my ramblings on it, even. It's, yeah. It, the person makes the number. The number doesn't make the person. Absolutely. Um, do I think they should have retired 88? Absolutely. When they retired number 22 and number 8. Yeah. Um, number 8 is the biggest one. Troy Aikman. Yeah. Yep. Number 22, yes. Second biggest one. 88 should have been there too. Yes. Absolutely. He should not have given the number to C.D. Lamb, the receiver slash running back out of OU. Um, that is not the Oklahoma? Texas. Yeah. Okay. Just because there's a lot of OUs down in the States for your guys' college balls. so Yeah, University of Oregon. Um, Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. But um, it's the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, C.D. Lamb was, he was a pretty good kid in OU. And that, it'll always be OU to me because I'm a Longhorn guy. Yeah. Um, did he deserve 88? No. Did Des Bryant deserve 88? No. That's big shoes to fill. But at the same time, it's also just a number. Yeah. To me, but, if you're making it, hmm? But, in some senses, though, can you really say that a number is just a number? Well, in a way, no. And that's what I was going to say next, was that um, when you think of number 88 and you're deep-seated in these Texas sports, like, Dallas has a reputation. Dallas Cowboys football and church. You know, that's what we know. Yeah. And. Well, that and grilling steaks. 
barbecue. Yes. Damn right. Um, uh, when you think of number eighty-eight, that is solely Drew Pearson, Michael Irvin. Yeah. That is where it stops. Yeah. Des Bryant was not deserving of that number. So yeah, there's a little. Um. Eh, what's it? What's the word? Simmer. What? What? Uh, fucking! Oh my God! What is the word I'm looking for? I don't reverence. Oh, there, yeah, there you go. When you revere the number, and you think of oh this person, that person. Yeah. Beyond a certain point, no, that number should not be worn. No, and see, you sit, you sat there a few minutes ago, and you said that a number is just a number, but to a point, I'll, I. I I can't really agree with that, and here's why. There is only one jersey number that has been um, retired for an entire league. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky is 99. And that's because he made, honestly, Gretzky made the league what it is, what it was in the 80s, 90s. Because he was a force to be reckoned with, but it wasn't just him. He yeah. he, he elevated that entire team that he was on. Yeah. It, it sucks that you know when he went to LA and the oh excuse me. <laughs> and when he went to New York and St. Louis, you know, he couldn't do anything with those three teams. I mean he didn't win any more Stanley Cups, but, th- but that's not the numbers' fault. Either. But that's not the numbers' fault. That's the team's fault because he just he didn't have the chemistry with the team. But it, it doesn't matter who it is if you ask somebody about a number. There's going to be somebody it's associated with. There's going to be, yeah, there's somebody that that number is going to be associated with. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. You know, I, and here's another one. A blemish on the NHL, but 88. Lindros. Yep. Because he, he didn't want to play for the Quebec Nordiques. He got drafted by them, but he didn't want to play for them. <laughs> That's odd. Um, you know, so when when you're sitting there talking about Michael Irving and number 88, the first thing that comes to my mind, because I'm not an NFL fan for a, mul- for a multitude of reasons, which we're not going to get into, because... I think I understand a few. <laughs> yeah, because it gets into the politicalness, but, you know, it, my first thought is Eric Lindros. Yeah. You know, it would be like if I gave if I gave somebody, you know, 87. You know, they would think instantly of Sidney Crosby. Yep. You know, so to me, yeah, nine times out of ten, a number is just a number. But the person can make the number. But a person can make that number. Yeah, know? okay. And... Wayne Gretzky, quick little side story, and then we'll go back to the Cowboys and all that. When Gretzky started playing hockey, he had the number nine. 
because of his favorite players when he was growing up. You want to take a gander who that was? Uh, I know who it is. I can't place his name though. I'll give you two. I'll give you two words. Cordy Howe. There you go. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> so he didn't want to take the number nine when he started in the NHL because he always associated number nine with Gordy Howe. So in honor of Gordy Howe, he took double nine. And at the end of his career, the NHL completely retired his jersey, his number. Now, do I agree with that? Absolutely. You know, because, of, because, like I said, he made hockey what it was. It wasn't the rivalry between Toronto and Montreal or Toronto and Chicago or any of the original six teams in the 80s and 90s. Or It, it, it was a combination of Gretzky and the New York Islanders winning all those championships in the 80s that made hockey, yeah. that made hockey huge. And yeah. When he went to L.A., he he got it. He he got there for dirt cheap because Glenn Sather sold out. But you know he made hockey in Southern California in SoCal huge. Yeah. You know, so you know, whenever a lot of times in the eighties and in the late eighties and the nineties, you walk around SoCal or California at all. You see LA Kings jerseys, you'd see Gretzky's. Because mm-hmm. he was he was the LA Kings. They didn't care about him being on the Edmonton Oilers beforehand. It was like Madonna with the stars. Who? Madonna. Never heard of her. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like Mike Madonna was he he was great. With both yeah. the Minnesota North Stars and the Dallas Stars. But then he goes to Detroit. And he does nothing. Yeah. You know, but again, that doesn't that that's not on the jersey or on that player. That's the team. Right. And and the chemistry the player has with the team. Yeah. And that's, you know, to me the biggest atrocity, if you will, is in the 90s when you guys had Aikman and Smith and Irving. Did you guys win any championships? Uh, yes. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> That's part of the five that we they won. Oh, shit, they won five? Yes, they won five in my lifetime. Wow. I guess I should really uh, research Dallas teams because... I didn't know that they had any championships. Uh, They had five. I have a hat with all of them on it. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yes. At least you got to see one of your favorite teams win a championship in your life. I've gone through 38 years, (laughs) two fucking hockey teams, and neither one has won a championship in my life. (laughs) You'll get there. You'll get there. God damn it. You'll get there, and one of your guy, one of your teams has one of my favorite players. I love it. Well, the, okay, my favorite hockey team. We'll go with that. 
Yeah, okay, that's better. Because my favorite football team up here in Canada in the CFL is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and they just won the championship last year. That's dope, by the way. I know. Jeff Coat deserves a championship. Oh, it's not even just Jeff Coat. It was all of them. Yeah, I know. Like The Texas boy, though. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, oh, I... I worked that day, so I couldn't even watch the. I didn't even watch the game. I oh. I came home and watched it on the PVR. Yeah, and I finished it at like eleven o'clock, and I, I almost I I was like ready to start screaming. <laughs> That's how I felt the last time the Cowboys won anything. I I was ten. I know it was. It's insane. Ugh. Golly, that's cool though. But see, yeah, yeah you know, it, it as we said, the number is associated with somebody, yeah. and beyond a certain point, beyond the makeup of the team, it needs to stop somewhere. Because for '88, it was given to Des Bryant, who's Des Bryant's quarterback, Tony Romo. Yeah, and yeah. Tony Romo had number nine, nowhere near number eight. Well, number eight was in the Ring of Honor, but still. Yeah. Had it not been in the Cowboys' Ring of Honor, I think I was at that game too. I don't remember. Um, It might have been given to Romo. And, you know, if that person matches up with the predecessor of that number, sure, give it to him. See, and... The one thing a lot of people that are listening to the podcast are going to notice is, for me, a lot of things is going to come back to hockey. Yeah. Because I'm I'm a hockey boy. Like, that's, that's me. You know, born and bred, born and raised Canadian. Damn I love Canadian. hockey. What's that? Damn Canadian. I know. <laughs> we love you. No man. Mexicans. Um, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I just love that. Like that was never said, but that's such a great comment too. Like it, it, it was one of those fake memes, <laughs> and everybody jumped on it, and I was just like, "What?" So that I so I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, I get it. Okay." It's so great. Uh, I'm flipping you off right now. Yeah, I'm not surprised. (laughs) But, you know, you're talking about if players can match up to that number. They won't ever completely match up to the number. No, they won't. They won't. They won't. They won't match up to the predecessor. The word that you used was predecessor. And that's a great word because that's what it is. But here in Edmonton, when the 2009 draft happened and Edmonton selected its first overall draft pick being Taylor Hall in the battle of, is it going to be Tyler or Taylor? Oh yeah. Sagan. Yep. Oh, we got him. You can have, or you can, you can have all. No, we don't want him. Uh, (laughs) uh, You ain't taking Tyler. Tyler's ours. Yeah. We don't want him. Um, because if we wanted him, we would have taken him back in two thousand nine. I say, I say we because 
I live in Edmonton, just FYI. But that's your backup team, and you know it. It is, but uh, I'll, I'll get I'll get into my gripes with the fan about the fans in a few minutes here, because you're gonna you're gonna agree with me too. It's probably relatable. It, it is, but you know when Taylor Hall got drafted in the minor in the minor leagues in the CHL, which is the Canadian Hockey League, which covers three different leagues, by the way. Um, he had number nine when he played for the Ontario Hockey League. Yeah. He got drafted. He came here, and he he was number four. It, that number was actually up in the rafters. It had been retired. Number four? Yep. And they gave it to him. Wow. It wasn't, yeah, but it wasn't him that asked for it. The player that, oh. no, the player that wore it before um, wanted to give it to him. And that was Kevin Lowe. Oh, nice. Yeah. And unfortunately, Halsey did not match up with his predecessor on the number four. See, you're going along with the point that I was trying yeah, to make. Yeah, no, a- a- absolutely, I agree with you on 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 that. Um, you know, so it, it's just it, it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. Could they have given Des Bryant eighty seven, eighty nine? Sure, but they should have. <laughs> but but it, it, it's just one of those situations where it's like well it's deserved it the the jersey's not retired what number do you want and that was an agreement too between des bryant and michael irvin irvin said give it to him yeah well see there you go you you can't you know as much as you want to be pissed off and angry and all that about it you really can't be bullshit i can't be he didn't (laughs) deserve 88 but I mean, <laughs> he stunk it up. Eighty-eight will be Michael Irvin to me till the day I well, die. Though. Well, exactly, and and that's because you grew up watching him, and you're you're a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. Just like with us, you know, ninety-nine will always be Gretzky. I mean, it's retired across the league, but yep. you know, what's gonna happen soon when? All these single and double digit jerseys end up getting retired. Yeah, that's you know that's where the it's just a number comes in for me. Yeah, you know because pretty soon number eight in Washington's going to be retired, as it should. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I Ov is a beast. What's that? <laughs> Ovi is a beast, and I hate that kid. Oh, he's absolutely a beast. You know, I, I I figured it out. Statistically speaking, if he averages, I'd have to I'd have to get the paperwork out. I'd have to find the paperwork, but he can actually beat Gretzky's record for goals. Oh, that'd be a sight. Absolutely, it would be. I figured it out. If he averages, it's less than 
75 goals a year for the next, I think it was three and a half years, the next three and a half seasons, he could, he could beat Gretzky's record. It'd be one heck of a scoring run. He can do it. And I, I don't care what anybody says. If it comes down to me having to pick my all-star team, it's him over Crosby. All day. Every day. Twice mm-hmm. on Sunday. Twice on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I got no argument with that one. You know, so, I mean, when I say, you know, yeah, number's a number to a point, at what point do they stop retiring jersey numbers? That's what. That's exactly what I was thinking, you know? You know, because... On one hand, it always will be associated with this player. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, when it comes right down to it, you can't retire every number, so it's just a number. Yeah. You know, um, even football yeah. and baseball and basketball and hockey, you know... All those leagues have single and double digit jersey numbers. Yep. You know, 23, Michael Jordan. Yeah, there you go. Childhood hero of mine. Yep. You know, and Aaron Judge in MLB, Gretz, uh, number 99. Wow. But deservedly so. He's a hell of a player. They don't care about Wayne Gretzky in baseball. Though. No, no, it, it's two completely different sports, and it's it would be like if somebody in the NFL took ninety nine. Which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that there is at least one or two jerseys out there in the NFL that have ninety nine. There's been a couple on the Cowboys recently. Yeah. So, to me, is. 99 associated with Gretzky across the four majors only in one. And that's the only one that matters to me. And that's hockey. Yeah. True that. You know, so yes, a number is just a number, but at the same time, a number is important depending on the league. And CD lamb should not have been given number 88. (laughs) I don't I can't I can't say anything on that. I will turn red in the face anytime somebody mentions that to me. <laughs> it aggravates me to my very core. Oh okay, they they already gave somebody number eighty eight. That was Des Bryant. How did that do? Okay. No Super Bowl. It didn't Des Bryant play for the Atlanta Falcons, too? No. Are you sure about that? I'd bet money on it. When the Cowboys cut him, he went to the Saints. He broke his leg, and they they uh, let him go. And when the Cowboys cut Dez Bryant, he threw a fit. Yeah. Which is why I say nobody else is deserving of number 88. There was a Bryant, if I'm not mistaken, that played for the 
Falcons in mid two thousands. Uh, the only thing, the only person I could think of was Matt Bryant. That was a kicker. No, that was Matt. No, that was Matt. Uh, my goofy ass started thinking about NASCAR as we're talking about this. That's random. As- <laughs> yeah, no, Matt Ryan played for the Falcons. He was the kicker. Yeah, that's what I yeah. said. No, I, I thought there was a... Matt Ryan right now is the quarterback. That's Ryan, though. R-Y-A-N, not Bryant. Yeah, no, that's Matt Ryan that... Hell, what the hell? <laughs> Matt Bryant is a kicker. Was a kicker. Oh, yeah. Matt. Matt... Yeah, never... I. Oh, my God. I can't read. I eat, sleep, and breathe football. Yeah, you do. That's why I'm glad you're talking about it. And hockey. Well, stars hockey. Yeah, stars hockey, not anybody else hockey. Oh, that's... Nah, that's the base. No, that's... When it comes to NHL, yeah, no. It's only the Dallas Stars that you actually care about. Care about, yes. Know about... Oh, damn. Yeah, so... Shut up. It's like the Cowboys. I I know their history from even before I was born. Yeah. So. Oh, hey, speaking of which, I didn't know this, but, um, oh, what the hell was his name? What you got? Oh, I'm trying to think of his name. Irvine. Rocket Ismail was a beast, by the way. Yes, he was. Um... Ted Irving, NHLer. Ted, uh, Chris's dad. Yeah, Chris Jericho's dad. I didn't know this. Yeah. I was watching an interview with Jericho this morning, actually. Um, his dad played for the LA Kings. Huh. Yeah, I thought it, I I thought he only played f- for like two teams, and that was the Rangers and the Winnipeg Jets, the first incarnation. But no. He, nope, Ted Irving played for uh, the LA Kings. Here's a bombshell for you, because you're Canadian. You know who Natty Neidhart yes, is. Yes, I do. Her dad was a Dallas Cowboy. Jim, Jim Neidhart played football for the Cowboys? Yes, he did. Really? Yes, he did. Yeah. I have his football card. Hmm. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that either until I started looking it up. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I've had this card all these years. I got it when I was uh, 10? 10-ish. Nice. Yeah. And I, I never put two and two together because I, I wasn't into wrestling until like... I'd, not into into, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like... I'm really hardcore into any wrestling right now. I will watch anything. But back then, it was football. Yeah. And uh, I was scared of The Undertaker. Then I still am now. I'm 35. Yeah. Well, so that's another story. You do real. But, that's just a gimmick, right? Dude, hell yeah. Because oh. he goes to church. Oh, okay. He, he donated one of his motorcycles to a church. Did he? Yes, he did. 
Nice. He donated the ghost. Nice. Yeah, you know, it's funny how a lot of these guys... Um, you, you see them on TV and they're this arrogant, pompous ass. And then, you know, you, you see them in interviews or you see them walking down the street and they're completely not what you expect. Cool as ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and another interview I watched. Oh my god, I was on YouTube all morning this morning. <laughs> I was. I just I started watching a whole bunch of uh, interviews with Inside the Ropes. Yeah, it's a good. It, it is. If you're a huge wrestling fan, I absolutely recommend Inside the Ropes because they actually managed to get these guys out of gimmick and talk to them most of them um like mm. what's that Dustin Rhodes yeah but they talk to them and you know you see exactly what they're like i say mm-hmm. most of them because i watched one with uh MJF this morning from last year <laughs> and the guy, yeah. the guy's just an asshole. <laughs> yep. And I don't know if that's just his gimmick or if that's actually the way he is. But he, to to the press conference, <coughs> oh excuse me, it just choked on my own saliva. Um, to the to the press at the press conference, he was just a complete asshole to them. <laughs> I was he's one of those people that lives as gimmick yeah. dude. And I mean I I don't have a problem if you want to live your gimmick. Oh, that's bull. But what, what? no you, live it but don't live it responsibly. What's that? <laughs> live it responsibly. Yeah. Drink responsibility responsibly. Have you been drinking or... this morning? No. Okay. Coffee. <laughs> Just because you can't talk. <laughs> Pretty much. Um yep. yeah, no, live it responsibly. Yeah. You know, because there are kids that are gonna look up to you. Yep. You know, just as we discussed last week on your show. You looked up to the Undertaker. Still do, you know, and, and absolutely, you know, Mark Calloway is a hell of a guy, and I am dropping, re- um, I am dropping his real name because it has been officially released during the Undertaker's last ride or whatever that special was on the WWE Network. Um, you know, Maxwell, he's done. He, yeah, well, he ain't done. He'll yeah, he'll have a couple more matches. 
30 years for him in WWE, but 33 altogether. In the I know. That's insane. You want to stick a franchise tag on somebody? Right there. That's my boy. Like, that's... I wish I could thank him for everything he's done for yeah. me. And it wasn't... It was through the gimmick I saw what he truly is. Yeah. Like, you talk about living the gimmick, he Oh, did. yeah. But he also... A, he gave back to the community. Mm-hmm. And he's one that... He, he would stop and take pictures if he wasn't busy. Well, if you ask for him, he has said before that if you're sitting at him or sitting at the airport or something with him, and you're just staring at him, he's gonna give you a yeah. look. Yeah. Well, I mean, go <laughs> up and ask him for a picture. Well, yeah. What's the worst he's gonna say? No. No. Exactly. You know, you're sitting there. You've got an hour to kill before your flight. If you know who the hell the Undertaker is, go, go up, up and him. ask him because. He won't do it if he's busy or if he has his wife and yeah. his kids. Yeah, be respectful. You be respectful with him. He'll be respectful with you. And that's a that's a Texas thing too. Like uh, we're. I, I'm sorry to blow blow that out, blow that theory up for you. That's not just a Texas thing. That's a humanity thing. Well, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> that. We're known for that in the South. Even North Carolina, you know, they they will do yeah. whatever it takes just to be cool to somebody. Well, I mean, it's North Carolina. It's not like they're... No. Okay. I, I, I'm, okay. Just, I'm just kidding. I can't say anything because I don't really know anybody personally from North Carolina, so... But, I, I mean, you've known me for 10 years, and... You know, when we started talking, I talked to you like I've known you forever. It's screwed with your yeah, head. But I mean it's it's a Texas thing. It's a southern thing. Yeah, but I mean to to a point though, that it's also it's You're also not... about chemistry. Yeah. You know, and comfortability with the person that you're talking to. Yeah. You can Bet your bottom dollar. I wouldn't talk to Mark Calloway about oh, that. Oh no! <laughs> I'd probably sit there and start. Yeah, talking. you would. I, fuck, I would too. The guy's six foot ten. <laughs> no, he's six foot eight now. Yeah, it's only because he had knee surgeries and hip surgeries. But <laughs> God bless him. You know, it's just it. it, it Southern people in the United States are known for being that cool, is what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah, no, I know. You wouldn't catch that in the North. You say MJF is a butthole. He's from New York. Well, yeah. New York and Boston, they have that reputation. Well, I mean, that's just that's just New York, yeah. I, I was just to say, that's New York, period. But Because I've met a wrestler, two wrestlers from New York. One was awesome, one was a complete dick bag <laughs> well if you talk to somebody like Dustin Rhodes, Booker T Mark Calloway on the street Rick Flair yeah. even they're all cool yeah. oh I've talked to Booker Yeah, have you? like in person? yeah 
I got my picture taken with him too. Dude. And Samoa Joe. I'm jealous. Oh, Samoa Joe. Um, he looks scary. I wouldn't even approach him just off of the way he looks. Yeah, no, he's, he, he's Samoa Joe and Book. You get them. They're they're really cool. Um, I I'm not gonna get into how I got to meet them, but yeah, yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool. You know, for me, watch. You know, I got to watch them growing up well not them but guys like booker t and tommy dreamer another one yeah and you know you, you see them on tv and you're like oh my god i'm you know if i ever met them i i don't know what i would do and you know he, to hear stories about what their lives, what their lives were like. And then, you know, when they, when they were growing up and to see where they are now, you know, Booker T is an amazing, he's an amazing story. His life is an amazing story. It is. Very much. He is one of probably one of the most down to earth guys that you could ever meet. You Mm -hmm. know, when, when I heard that Cody Rhodes and uh, Matt and Nick Jackson and Kenny Omega were creating this new created, I should say, because I found out about it after um, their inaugural pay-per-views and all that. I didn't know that there was this new company called all elite, Mm. you know, all, all of a sudden it's, I'm I'm seeing like ads or whatever on TSN going all elite dynamite Wednesdays on TSN. I'm like, wait, what? Like, whoa, timeout. So I was like, sweet, you know. Who are they gonna bring up? Like who 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 are they signing? And then I find out, you know, that they got guys like Chris Jericho and which, I mean, it's Chris Jericho. He's an amazing, he's amazing, he's good. One of the best in the biz. Absolutely. You know, when it comes. Or at least current times. What's that? (laughs) At least in current times. Uh, you know what? No, he is, he's, he is, he's, he is one of the best. Okay. You know, there's a whole list of people that are better than him. You know, is he in the top 10? Probably not. Is he in my top 10? Absolutely. Yeah. Because... He, the Chris Jericho gimmick is one that is adaptable. You can't even tell he's in gimmick or not. Whenever he does stuff. No, you really can't. But he's just, well, I can't, I can't say that because I've actually never met him. So I wouldn't know. 
but I, I like I said, you know, I found out about All Elite and I've watched it. I've been watching it every week since. I may have missed one or two because TSN and their set and their information is absolutely stupid on my TV. <laughs> and I missed a recording or two here and there, but overall I've seen every episode of Dynamite. Yeah, it's Yeah, it host. does. It because prior to AEW, I was legitimately thinking about canceling my cable. There was nothing worth it. I've got Amazon Prime, I've got Netflix, and I've got now got Disney Plus for my younger son. Now that's, that's all you need. Yeah, you that's need all you really need. And a, a lot of the shows that I watch on cable, I can watch on Amazon, or I can wait a you know wait a year after it, the season's done and get it on Netflix or whatever. But mm-hmm. so why would I want my cable? And then all of a sudden, all elite Wednesdays on TSN. I'm like, whoa, hold, hold hold the phone. This this needs a quick timeout. I need to start watching this to see. And it's not some cheesy off-the-wall advertisement either. It's one of those that slaps yeah. you. Yeah, it literally jumped out and smacked the shit out of me. You don't expect that from an upstart. No, you really either. don't. And... I don't think anybody's ever used this tagline, but for All Elite, but they should, is All Elite Wrestling, for the fans, by the fans. That's accurate, because that's what they are. Absolutely, and we'll get into that in a minute. But I've kept my cable just because All Elite Wrestling. Because it reinvigorated that love of wrestling for me. Now, I saw an interview to this morning with um, Eric Bischoff, uh, Cody Rhodes, separate interviews. But they talked about the comparisons between AEW and WWE or AEW and WCW. And they're like, yeah, there's no comparisons. There, <laughs> there actually is. No, no, there actually is comparisons between the two, between all of them. Okay. Well, AEW, hold on. AEW to me is a combination of early, well, we'll say mid mid nineties WWE and and the Attitude okay. Era WWE. Accurate blood. And here's why. Exactly. That's one of the biggest things for me is the fact that AEW allows color right now. They allow themselves to be cut. There is no, at this point, I don't know if there's ever been anything official about it for rules, like their rule book or their uh, code of conduct, because honestly, we're still seeing guys flip off the TV, you know, flip each other off on TV and saying shit like shit and son of a bitch and all that, which would be 
edited for WWE. Which is not very good because it takes away from the feeling. It takes away from the feeling, but I also understand why WWE does that currently. And that's because the kids watch it. But AEW has a little um, disclaimer at the beginning at the beginning yep. of their shows and coming back from commercial breaks. Yep, that they do. So it, to me, it's either you can explain to your kids why that's a bad word or you can go watch the other company. Yeah, there's options. Exactly. And prior to a year, a little over a year ago, there weren't options. Impact. Again, yeah. there weren't options. <laughs> Ring of Honor was pretty good. Yeah, but the, pro- the problem with Ring of Honor and Impact, and he, uh, do I have a problem with those two companies? No. Do I know anything about those two companies? No. Here's why. We don't get Ring of Honor or New Japan here in Canada. Yeah, so reach. Public reach. Do we get impact? We do, but I don't know what goddamn channel it's on. Because it's gone through eight different channels since it started in like 2000 and whatever. Yeah. You know, I know that they were on TNT. And uh, yeah, funny. Actually, we're sitting here talking about AEW. A commercial just come on for AEW Dynamite Wednesdays, eight PM Eastern, five PM Pacific on TSN. TNT yeah, for us. It, yeah, it is on. Yeah, <laughs> TNT. But you know, so for me to be, you know, for me being a fan of AEW and having that love of wrestling reinvigorated through AEW, I can just imagine how the talent's feeling. Oh, for real? You know, because guys like um, Brody Lee and John Moxley, who stayed at home for months on end because the other company had nothing for them. Yeah, Stupid. so they, they sit at home, and they're calling every week going, Hey, Carano, you got anything for us? You got anything for us? That's not work. No, it's not. You know, that to me is you're not earning your money. It's a hand. Mm -hmm. At that point, it's a handout. That Yeah. No, and you don't grow from it. Exactly. And you know, AEW now has admitted in interviews that they don't really have a creative team. They don't have a they don't have writers that write a script that's six hundred pages long for one week. Okay, hold that thought yeah. there, because that is awesome. Number one, that shows you what kind of minds those talents have if you do let them do their own thing. Exactly. 
And number two, it shows that they consistently, there's the word, good God, I can't talk, be entertaining. Now, your your subplot point of that being that the talents can be creative on their own, that's been a big focal point with a lot of talent from my understanding is they they don't want guys to write for them they want to be able to write for themselves and actually you know have that emotion that's have, awesome you know be themselves as Maxwell J Friedman has been in past interviews where he's completely where he's literally told people you're ugly. Next question. <laughs> I've heard that. Or Chris Jericho has gone on and said, you're stupid. Next question. Yep. You know. I would love to have them say that to me. I'd oh, so would I. <laughs> you know. And yeah, th- those interviews are after their events. Yeah. Those interviews I've seen were on, again, Inside the Ropes. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's just... It it seems more authentic when you let them do... And organic. Yeah, organic. There you go. Yeah, it does. It feels more organic when they don't have a six-month-long story with... um, we'll say like Matt Hardy or, or Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, because that's a big rivalry that's turning up right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go Matt. It's it's really good. Um, Or orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. That's a great view by the way. And I called it last week on your show with the debate between Chris Jericho and orange Cassidy. It turned yeah. into a fight. <laughs> we won't get into that. Called it, um, but a lot, of it, a, a lot of their stuff is, um, what's the word? Oh yeah, unpredictable. Uh, as you just say, you predicted but, something. Um, but let, let's be realistic about it. Anytime that there's been a debate or two guys facing off in a ring like that, it's always. It happens in every What's company. That? It happens yeah. in every company. Ex- exactly. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, you know, you can ter- tune in any Wednesday and you won't know who's who's going to win who's going to win the match. Even if it's a title match. If it's a tag title or the TNT, well, I mean the TNT title. We'll get into that in a minute. I love that by the way. Um, or the heavyweight championship. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I've been watching a little bit of it too, and you know, I I kind of went on demand with it a couple days ago after my eye appointment. And uh, what I noticed is when you go from one episode to the next to the next, you kind of feel like if you miss one, you missed out on a whole lot. To a point. To a you point. Know? Yes. And I and I I, I like it, that. 
Yeah, me too. It, it's a lot better than WWE, whereas, you know, you could go off and not watch it for a month, as I've told you I oh, have, oh, because of absolutely. various things. And then when the the month passes and you decide, oh, I want to watch it again, you still know what's going on. Absolutely. And you and that's without dirt. Yeah, you and I have discussed this because I've said it many times to you, and even on your show, I said it last week, where I said I haven't watched uh, WWE programming full length in almost a year. It's been ten months. You still know what's going on. I don't on. give a shit what's going on. <laughs> You could still tell me though in a casual I probably could. Now, have I watched a couple of the pay-per-views? Yes. Have I was I absolutely disappointed in them? Absolutely. And there mm-hmm. was there's one match in particular that I'm absolutely dis- just disgusted in because it was stupid. It was one of, it was one of those gimmick matches from late 90s WCW when Eric Bischoff was no longer the booker. And, Let me guess. Yeah. Right? It was the Rey Mysterio match where it was an eye for an eye with that was whoever funny. it was that he was fighting. Um, That was like a C-movie movie. Yeah. Garbage. It was trash. <laughs> You know, I was like absolutely disappointed in that. I was like, oh, this is absolutely stupid. You know, it, it's just as bad as the Viagra on a pole match in WCW. I completely forgot about I that. I didn't one. because that was one of the stupidest matches. Or Buff Bagwell's mom on a in a cage match. <laughs> the winner gets Mrs. Bagwell back. <laughs> or the finger poke of doom. <laughs> you know? I mean, look, WWE is definitely cheesy. Yes. And as you know, the whole reason I've watched up to this point is Mark Calloway. The only reason I watch Evans. Now... Yep. Yeah. That's it. I don't care what else happens. If she's not on TV. You know, I won't watch. Yeah. See, I won't watch WWE because to me, they've reverted back to pre-Monday Night Wars. They're leaning towards Attitude Era. Are they? Again. Mm-hmm. You can just tell by the way they're But the, they'll never be able to be back at the Attitude Era. No. Because that's, that's done yeah. and gone. Will, will it be another Attitude Era with WWE? No. Will there be another Monday Night Wars type thing with AEW? I mean, AEW has destroyed NXT in ratings. There's no way that NXT will top AEW. I don't care who you are. They have a couple weekends in a row, or weeks in a row here recently. I don't know what the most recent ratings were, but I saw it back-to-back. NXT was better, but I think 
it was because they stopped the cinematic matches. And they actually started fighting. Keith Lee was involved in one oh, of the Oh, you know what? I, I saw yeah. something about that. He ended up winning the championship, didn't he? Yeah. I... Yeah. And go Keith. What's that? That's a Texas. Go Keith. That's a Texas boy. He has uh, connections with yeah. world class here in Dallas. That's a that's a hometown guy. I love him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, so I'm, but I mean, it, it's been since AEW started up. It's been far and few between that NXT has won the ratings. Yeah, because AEW's the yeah AEW's hot shot, and mm-hmm. they just you know you look at the talent and in AEW and. They're more relaxed. Not yeah, not on, not what, not on a leash. The, yeah, that's exactly it. They don't have to go through go through approval after approval after approval for something. They want to do something, they can go and do it. Mm. And that was actually stated, I believe, by Cody. No, the Young Bucks. I saw an interview with Nick, Nick and Matt this morning too, where they were like, yeah, no, we just, we don't have to go through approvals. To piggyback off that, I saw something day or so ago and it said something about um, people sticking to bullet points on the script and not going off. And I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Booker T talking about this don't quote me on any of it but somebody said that they were tired of people just sticking to bullet points and they feel like they were afraid and that's why they did stick to the bullet points because they chewed out they did and absolutely they did the rock got his ass chewed many times by vince Stupid. Because Dwayne Johnson is the type that he's going to, when he's in the ring, he's something's going to catch his eye and he's going to squirrel from it. Whatever he's doing. And he's done it. Where, oh, yeah, many times. I remember a few years back, there was, uh, I think Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage were in the crowd. Two fans cosplaying as them. You remember, oh, yeah, that? I remember that yes i do so i mean he ended up <laughs> bringing attention to it in the middle of a live show and bravo because that made oh it made, yeah big. it made their fans that they're yeah absolutely now you got now i got thing the thing going on, on where i can't talk <laughs> <laughs> They they don't need to be on script and they don't need to be micromanaged no, they don't. all the time. And They're... that to piggyback off that, two announcers never wanted to know the outcome of the matches. That's a absolutely good way to it is. One is Jim Ross and the other was his partner Jerry the King Lawler. They didn't give a damn. They did. They didn't. They didn't want to know who won. <laughs> prior to the ending of the match because they wanted their reactions to be authentic. And yeah, it adds it excitement. Is. 
you know, because if you if you have announcers that are sticking to a script, it's too automated, it's too bodish, and it's going to mm-hmm. drive fans away. Mm-hmm. You know, this is I saw an interview. I think this morning. I like I said, I watched like four hours of interviews, and I mean they were just you know like a couple minutes to like 17, 18 minute long videos on YouTube. But um, there was one with Jerry, uh, Jim Ross, where he ended up talking about how him and King never wanted to give a damn. They never gave a damn about it. And they, Jerry never worked with a script writer. He would write his, he'd literally write his script half an hour before the, before the start of the show. That's an awesome creative yeah, it, mind it is. right there. And, and you're working, and you're in, working a in a crunch. So you got to get through, you know, you got to do two hours, two, three hours in like 10 minutes. That's so awesome. It, it just, yeah, it was just fantastic. You know, and that's why I like watch, watching these Inside the Ropes interviews on YouTube is because it, it gives you an insight into the, into the talent. You know, I, I watched interviews yesterday, actually that Jerry or that JR one, I think that might be yesterday, but I watched a few yesterday with uh, one was with edge where he was, talk- where he was talking mm-hmm. about his hardcore match number of years back with Mick Foley. Uh, <laughs> how he, how He's actually a lot more crazy than people realize, and and I'm not and oh, I'm not talking bad. about Mick Foley here. Yeah, oh, what? Yeah, Neither Adam Copeland is a crazy son of a bitch. Um, it was his idea to do you know a lot of the stuff that they did in that match. Yeah, that's awesome. It was just, yeah, it was just one of those. Ah, oh, this this looks like a good interview. I'll I'll watch. This looks like a good story. I'll watch this, and I ended up dying of laughter. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's a Canadian for you, though. We're crazy sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. I yeah, we we can be pretty awesome at times. Some Most of, you. of us, yeah, no, some of us, not many. I'm just kidding. Most. Oh not no, I'm you? fucking, I'm batshit crazy. Yeah, you better say you are. You better tell oh, me yeah, the truth. No, I'm I'm batshit crazy. Why do you think I? Why do you think I did backyard wrestling for? Why I did it. <laughs> because you have no not brain. anymore <laughs> you're not supposed to let thanks me get to by the backyard that. wrestling not anymore yeah see that's why god put me in a wheelchair he's like you're gonna end up doing something stupid kid yep. we're gonna halt yep. that right there <laughs> that's just gonna be a big fat nope we will we will circumvent <laughs> that right now from birth, yeah. you're good. Stop. 
But yeah, um, I agree on the AEW. I kind of feel like if if you were to combine, and no, I'm not a big fan of uh, UFC, but I do tend to watch when it's on yeah. ESPN highlights or whatever. I feel like AEW is a mix of realistic, I will slap you silly, and then UFC, you know? Like, pure hatred, you yeah. can feel it. When people like each other, yeah. you can feel it. It's organic. It's natural. It's like people interacting like me and you yeah. are right now. And then somehow a fight breaks out. And You know, it, it just feels more authentic. To it, it does. Um, they, and, and there's new faces, there too. They actually had Mike Tyson in a couple, about a month ago. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's the boxing thing. And he ended up getting into a pushing match with uh, Le Champion, Chris Jericho. Did Jericho get to keep he it did. here? You, you know what? Oh, I want I want to talk about this real briefly. Now that I've brought up Mike Tyson. I, yeah. I watched a video the other night on... Um, I think it was Sports Center with Jay and Dan on TSN. And it was okay. a video of Mike training to get back into the ring. Man, the man's nuts. nuts. He's like 50 some years old. But I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say this right now Mike Tyson is probably in the best shape of his fucking life. It's amazing what getting old can do to people. <laughs> it is, but I watched I watched the video because I was watched the clip because it's Mike Tyson. Who it, it, it's like a train wreck. You you want to turn away, but you want to see what's gonna happen. Yep. And it is true. <laughs> he is quick. He is. He's he, always been no, quick. He's quick. I think he is faster now than he was before. Okay, that would be interesting. Yeah, like it was. I mean, it was just him sparring, like doing his punching. Yeah, he can throw some hands. Um, into like the pads and whatnot of his coach or whatever. But yeah, I'm scared. I <laughs> would not. I do not want to piss off Iron Mike Tyson. No, I mean I want to piss him off not- before because I didn't know which body part I would be missing. But now, <laughs> if I get hit by Iron Mike, I'm dead. I want it on record that I, if I die. And Mike Tyson is anywhere near me. I got punched in the head by Mike Tyson. Had nothing to do with COVID or the Rona. I got punched the fuck out by Mike Tyson. You got knocked the fuck out. You got knocked the fuck out. Um. Yeah. No. That's that's exactly what it is. Like. I know that. 
He can oh, throw hands. Man, can he ever. And I know that he is looking at a comeback, and he's got a fight coming up. I don't know when, though. Are you serious? Yeah, he's going to fight that's again? why he was training. He's got coming up. I got to watch that. Let me look While you up. do that, I'm going to make a coffee. I, I've got to watch that. I've always yeah, been a he, fan of he's him. good. But holy crap. Roy Jones? Are you on Roy kidding Jones? me? Oh, wow. Yes, he is. Damn. Roy Jones and Mike T- Boy, that's a Yeah, that'll be a great fight, too. Wow. Uh, now, now, I'm not September. much of a boxing fan. So, whatever. But, Mike, like, yeah. Like, does it say how old he is? Because he's like, I think he's like 54 or 55, Mike Tyson. Let me look. He's going to be fighting uh, November 28th. Oh, okay. Uh, He's 54. uh, What? In Vegas? I don't know. Let me go back and look. I didn't know he was only 54. Oh, he is 54. Okay. Uh, I don't know where it's going to be. It just says. Thanksgiving Uh-oh. weekend. Okay, fair enough. Maybe it is in Vegas. I don't know. Yeah, it looks to be. But, yeah, no, like, it, I can't get over it. I'll, I'll see if I can find the video after we get done this, and I'll send it to you. Yeah, because I am a Boston yeah, fan. Yeah, and I'll even actually post it up on, uh, I'll post it up on my Twitter Hell yeah. And, uh, Cause, Man, Tyson, Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, freaking Butterbean Boxing. Boy, I've seen it all. One that I wish I would have been able to watch, Muhammad Ali. Oh, legend. That's for boxing, number one. That's yeah. the cream of the crop. Float like a butterfly, steam yep. like a bee. Um, so, but we're at an hour and 18 minutes. Yeah. Damn. That's all. That was rambling. a whole lot of rambling, but that was actually, a, I, I, I feel really good after this. this. This has been a fun, and we didn't even talk about much of the hockey that we wanted to talk about. I think, you know what? Stars play tonight. Go yeah, stars. There's actually, you know what? I'm gonna check that real quick. I want to see who all's. Oh no, I'm still on ESPN Classic. So, question for you: While yes. you're looking that up, did you ever watch the Lacey Evans video? Which one? The one I sent you, where she uh, was working on military makeup. Uh, no, I haven't watched it. I'm absolutely terrible for that. You send me you send me videos all the time. You're like, watch this. I'm like, yeah, okay. I never do. And then I'll and then I'll send you a video and I'll be like, did you watch it? Did you watch it? Did you watch it? And, and you I do. do. I know you do. 
I know you do. Which is which, which makes it even yeah, funnier. You're important to me. Hmm. Yeah, well, I get a whole bunch of I always get lots of videos sent to me. So you should watch that video. It's only a minute long. Like you should watch I'm it. I'm not right gonna now. watch it right now because we're doing this. I'll watch it right after, I swear to God. No, You're I will. Right. <laughs> Her attitude is absolutely killer. She you wanna talk about living again. Mm-hmm. I freaking love it. Oh, I believe it. So, you know what? Let's cover it real quick. Because we don't really know anybody that's in the draft this year other than the number one draft, the projected number one draft pick, and that's Alex Lafreniere, is going more than likely going to the Rangers. I do not see him getting picked up by LA at the number two spot. LA's, LA's got, got number, number two? two, and then Ottawa has number three via San Jose. So, there's your first three picks. And San Jose screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just glad that the Oilers are picking, like, 15th. Because they don't need another one draft pick to kill another career. <laughs> so yeah, it, the the draft lottery happened last night, and the Rangers took number one. LA took number two. Ottawa via San Jose took number three. Red Wings are number four, which surprised me, by the way, when I when I looked this up this morning and saw that the top ten. Yeah, this is actually a really good first ten picks. Should be interesting to say the it least. It should be, but like I said, like I, I don't know anybody that's being drafted this year other than Alex Lafreniere, and that's because Bob McKenzie on TSN has been drilling it into our head every week. Every day, I mean. Yeah, I guess it's that way down here, too, because that's all I can name. Yeah. I didn't know New York was that desperate for somebody like him, though. Well, so. I mean, it, it's not even that they're that desperate. It's just the way the lottery is the best available. Well, I mean, it's just the way the lottery happened. Yeah. No, I know that. But, you know, why would you pick somebody you don't need is what I'm getting well, at. Well, I mean, let's let, let's think about it, though. Uh, the Rangers really don't... They don't really have anybody. They don't have nobody that I can name. Exactly. So, I mean, if they can get Lafreniere... And do they even? Yeah, I, I I don't know who's on the LA or on LA on on the Rangers right now, other than Lundqvist. Lundqvist. They had uh, they had that one guy that everybody was trying to get on free agency. I forget his name. Damn, I think you played Ryder? for Chicago. No, he played for Chicago last year. I want to say. Oh, Panarin. Panarin, there you go. I don't even know where the hell he ended up. I think he's in New York still. Think so? Yeah. Uh, That's the only player I can name for certain besides Lundqvist. The bread man. Yeah. Temi Panarin. Well, yeah. since since we don't know all the players he, he, in the draft. He's still with the Rangers. There you go. Uh. That's the only player I can name besides Lundqvist on that whole squad. I know. That's sad. 
Uh, New York Rangers are historic. And by the way, guys, if you should happen to listen, thank you for following me. Yes. Uh, let's let's see who. Yeah, there's four games on today. All the writers on NHL.com. Yeah, are taking Lafreniere number one. Okay, best available. Yeah. Okay, and sure. then uh, some dude named Quentin Byfield who's playing for Sudbury in the OHL. Some dude. Yeah, <laughs> and then Tim Stutzel Stetzel uh, plays for Mannheim in Delaware. Oh no, the Deutsche Deutsch League. He said Delaware. And no, dude, it showed it shows up <laughs> D L. So I was like That's the Deutsche Elite League. Yeah. He said Delaware. I love you. I know. <laughs> uh Marco Rossi, Jamie Drysdale. Okay, stop, stop, stop. We're gonna have to do research on those guys. Yeah. You know what? I don't know when the draft is happening, but good luck to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see if are they even gonna do they, do they even know when the hell the draft is happening? Oh, it's gonna. Oh, okay. The 2020 NHL draft will be held virtually October 9th to 10th, 9th and 10th. <sighs> I'm going to have to discuss that on my podcast because that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So we will, uh, yeah, we'll, well, yeah, we'll do that. We'll talk, we'll find a way to talk about the, these guys before October. I mean, that's two months away. So, yeah. Excuse me. And we still got a hell of a lot of hockey to play right now. So we'll, Speaking of which, four games tonight? Uh, yeah, I only get two, though. Which games do you uh, get? Give me a second. I got to go back to it. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Carolina and Boston. 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 And Boston. Chicago and Vegas. Who you got in that game? Uh, Vegas. You suck. <laughs> They're I, I don't know. Like I don't see I don't foresee them well, I mean you never know what can happen, but I don't really see them winning the cup. Who's that? Yeah. Vegas? Hell no, not with the freaking flames and all them people. I know around. and I hate to say this because rivalry in the eighties, but Calgary is my dark horse to win. Oh, what are you smoking? Apparently a lot. Apparently a lot. Um, for the West, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I've got odds-on favorite is probably Chicago, just because, yeah. Just because, yeah, I like your reason. I know, right? And then, yeah, my dark horse is going to be Calgary or 
the Canucks if they're still in? The Canucks. You know what? Let's take a look at You're not going Avalanche, huh? No. Tell you what, uh, kind oh, of no, that's... my tail feathers in a ruffle. The Dallas Stars coach seems to think that if anybody has a chance at screwing up the Stars playoffs, this was said before the virus halted everything. He said the one per- team, the one person that has a chance to screw up the Stars playoffs is the Colorado Avalanche. I'm like, senility uh... much? Well, I mean, let's think about this. We've got Vegas, Chicago, Colorado, Arizona, Dallas, Calgary, St. Louis, Vancouver for the West. Yep. For the East, we've got Philadelphia, Montreal, Tampa, Columbus, Washington, Islanders, Boston, Carolina. Everybody's odds-on favorite is probably either the Capitals or Tampa Bay. Yeah, fuck both. All I can say is I'm glad that Ovi got his cup. Never know what can happen. True. Is he are 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 either of those my odds on favorite to go? No. I don't for the West I or for the East, I don't really have a odds on favorite for me. But the dark horse I'm gonna say is Columbus or Carolina. Columbus, I like it. Uh, yeah, I would love to see Columbus get far. They've been building for it the last few years too. They have been. Like they they've been getting step by step by step. Hey, we feel good. We feel good. We feel better. Yeah. Get there. Come on. Well, exactly. I would like to see them get there, and. I... I might even take it a step further and say that Montreal might make it in to the finals, but I doubt it because they're playing Philly first round. Yeah, that might be a that that's a that's gonna be a tall task. Mm-hmm. Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, and they're living up to their name. Yeah, they are. They always have. Yeah. No. For the for the West, I think a lot of people are taking St. Louis, um, or Colorado. I'm not. I'm gonna say that Calgary is probably my Calgary or Vancouver would probably be my odds-on favorite to go in, just because they're Canadian. <laughs> and you call me a homer. I mean, let's think about it. When was the last time a Canadian team won a Stanley Cup? Fucking was I even born at that point? Ninety-three. Oh, I was seven. That's cool. Yeah. You know, okay. I mean Montreal's in as well, but I don't like I said, I don't really see them doing anything other than being the next Toronto Maple Leafs and getting eliminated first round. Carey Price, man. Just well, if 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 they manage to do 
make it past the second round, it's because of pricey. Agreed. And one of my friends is absolutely going to hate me for saying that. But her and I had a long discussion about it. And we both <laughs> we both agree that it's because when pricey gets hot, pricey gets hot. Oh, yeah. No, I know. And I just, I don't know if he can stay hot for four games to eliminate that eliminate Philly in four straight, or even if he can stay hot for seven. I don't think he can do it. But and if it, he can't, the rest of the team has to pull up the slack. Yeah. That's the thing. And they just, the rest of the team's just not good enough. You know, and I watched Calgary against the Jets because the Jets are my team. And I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> they wiped the floor with you guys? Uh, yeah, it was like 3-1 was the final. They eliminate, eliminated us in four. Jeez, and y'all got a hell of a too. Yeah. Oh. And, and 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 again, just like with Carey Price, when Hellebuck's hot, he's hot. And when he's mm-hmm. cold, he takes six months to get hot again. <laughs> I, I love Helly, but he... I'm not going to say he's streaky, but he's streaky. <laughs> well, okay, for the Stars, they do face the Flames. They, uh, they're having a lot of trouble scoring. Yeah. A lot of trouble scoring. And Calgary, by the sound of it, is not. No, they, they really aren't. Like, they're, like, damn. So the Stars are going to have to bring them down to their style. Yeah. And they're a defensive first team. They have been for a very long time, except for when Lindy Ruff was there. And ironically enough, when Lindy Ruff was there, they actually were in the Stanley Cup conversation for yeah. like the first season. Because they got dang near the best record in the NHL almost. They were like two or three or very close to one or whatever it was. Yeah. That one season. Yeah. And that's when they exploded. And you put them in the defensive first mindset again, and they're like, you got Tyler Sagan doing that. Yeah. Sagan is is not defense first. He is, I'm going to score from the top of the slot. Yeah. The hash marks, maybe even the blue line. See, and you're going to hate me for saying this. Will I? I I, I don't watch enough Stars games because we don't really get them up here. But to me, the Stars are, as a, as a team, are streaky. Like, I, I, sit there, I sit there and I make the joke about Hellebuck and Pricey being, well, Hellebuck being streaky. But the Stars are, when they're hot, they're hot. When they're cold, they're cold. And they stay cold until they get an easy team. And unfortunately, they don't... Calgary Flames aren't an easy team. No, this is big for them. 
This is huge. Like, this is going to be, like, their first actual, like, fight this year. Stopping St. Louis that last game was very good for them, much needed. Yeah. And they have to go in there today in just about three hours and show the world that stopping the Blues was not a fluke. Yeah. Uh, But, again, I just, unfortunately for you, I don't see that happening. Is it going to be a four-game series? No. Well, it kind of has to be. They have to win four games. But, I mean, is it going to be four in a row, you stupid shit? (laughs) No, it's not going to be a four-game sweep for Calgary. It may be five or six. I'll be shocked if it goes seven. I'll be even... I'll be even more shocked if it goes nine. Nine? (laughs) I'm just being an ass. You know, but to me... The Stars have to take it to seven to defeat the Flames. They have to. And and even then, I don't think they can. I don't know if they have the power to freaking do it either. Bishop is quote-unquote unfit to play. Sagan was two versus the Blues. They won without Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan is their, arguably, if I can words, their best player on the roster. Yeah. They won without him. It was two to one. Um, One of my favorite players, Dennis Gurianoff, was the one that beat the Blues in the shootout. Yeah, It's going to take that kind of effort, not through 20 minutes, not through 40, but 60 minutes every game of the series to beat the Flames. Yeah, and and they have to play whistle to whistle. They can't whistle to whistle. They can't let up. They have to no. be on the go. And if you're going to freaking put your foot on the gas, it has to be right off the bat and you cannot No. Nope. You cannot put the brakes on. No, nope, you can't. You just not said, that final horn. It has to be go, 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 because Calgary is fast. I imagine they're physical. I don't really know because we only played them three times. Yeah. They lost two games out of the three the Stars did. Yeah. So That doesn't bode well. Mm-mm. And they have to come out saying, okay, this is why I love this team so much, the underdog uh, reputation, you know. Yeah. If you want to fight, I'm going to give you a fight, and I'm not going to stop till I win. They have to do that. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, again, you know, Calgary would probably be my odds on. And I'm, for the rest of it, like, is there a dark horse for me, for the West? I don't know. The West is so good and so tight. It is every year. Every, every, every year. Yeah. Always super tight. Like it's the, the last, best conference. Oh, absolutely. And the the last few years it's been the first team eliminated has usually from the playoffs, from playoff contention and standings, has usually been the East one of the East teams. <laughs> the lightning and four. Oh no, I'm not oh, I'm not even talking about playoffs. No, that just does my heart good. <laughs> I know it does. But I 
I think I'm going to wrap this up here. So I want to say thanks to JJ from Double J Media Sportatorium, whatever you want to call it. Hi. Uh, yeah. So, JJ, what is your social media if anybody wants to get a hold of you? Uh, JJN09 on Twitter, Double J Media on Facebook. Um, you can visit my website, www.foff.com. Never mind. You're a dick. I'm trying to be serious here. <laughs> JJN09 on Twitter, Double J Media on Facebook, Double Dash J Media. Because that's my name, Double J, JJ. Yes, it is. And you can reach me on Twitter at JRE780. Uh, 780 are the numerics. So thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Love, peace, love peace, and chicken grease. <laughs>